0: We're going to talk about something that, frankly, I'm scared about. I am, and maybe I shouldn't be, but I think part of my fear is because I really don't know um, much about it, and the things I'm hearing from people who do know about it is not reassuring. Uh, artificial intelligence. Some of the stories that have come out recently, I mean, um, there was a story about a, a woman, uh, I think she was in Arizona, got a call from her daughter. She thought it was her daughter, um, said it sounded exactly like her daughter. Her daughter was obviously upset her daughter was crying and said mom i'm in trouble uh, i've been kidnapped and she needed to pay millions of dollars to get the kid back mom almost did before finding out that it wasn't her daughter her daughter was on a ski trip with friends she was Fine. No problem at all. It was AI. I saw a thing yesterday. You might have heard the story about Tucker Carlson's texts. Um, I think, I can't remember what newspaper it was in the States, J- just had AI read those texts in Tucker Carlson's voice. Y- you wouldn't know it wasn't Tucker Carlson reading it. This AI voice synthesis software, it's creepy, and it's the tip of the iceberg. So let's get into why so many people with a lot of information on AI, like the people who created are saying we could be headed for a scary, scary place right now. We're going to chat with Payam Musavi, who is an applied research scientist at Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute. Payam, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, Shay. Thanks for having me on. AI art, like we've seen so many stories lately, uh, the so-called godfather of AI, a bunch of different AI scientists and creators and um, authorities signing on to a letter saying, whoa, we need to pump the brakes a bit here. This is getting scary and it's getting scary fast. Do you share their concern? How do you feel about AI right now?
1: Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, even among uh, AI experts like Jeff Hinton and others, it's a very controversial topic. I I think it's very sort of divided. Uh, The experts are divided. Some think it's very exciting. Uh, We are are able to do a lot of things we weren't able to do before and much faster and much cheaper. But on the other hand, there's a flip side and and it could be extremely dangerous. Uh, So I think both sides are right. And and I, I think in the next six months to a year or the next few years, We are at a crossroads of being able to properly control or regulate some of these abilities just to make sure to minimize the harms that could result
0: from these uh, AI models. Uh, We'll get into that in a second because I think that's probably the most important part here and I don't know how it can be done. But let's talk about some of the good things and the bad things. First of all, the good things. AI is incredible in what it can accomplish quickly um you would know, take a team of millions of people to try and do it and they still couldn't do it as well um, where do you see ai absolutely leaping us forward in a really positive way
1: yeah so like you said uh, so there's a lot of uh, so as you can imagine like human humans are very smart obviously they're the only known source of intelligence that know about but i mean we have limited memory we have limited lifetime uh we can't all of us each of us can't learn everything so ai is a technology that could basically go on a on the internet or read all the books or consume all the information that's been painstakingly sort of gathered by humanity over generations and condense it into a model that people can interact with ask questions of and and get it to do, like automate a lot of the mundane tasks that perhaps we don't want to do. And more increasingly,
0: we can get it to do even tasks that we do want to do, but it can do it better than, than most people. And I've heard like in the area of healthcare, for example, some of the possibilities of AI in healthcare, um, it could be revolutionary, right? Absolutely like
1: I mean doctors are humans right like you can't possibly keep keep up with all the latest research and know all the remember all the diagnosis uh, what, you, what it takes to do a diagnosis or how to read an x-ray and, and I mean uh, at least in the short term a, a combination of AI assisting the doctors could really have a positive impact on patient outcomes.
0: Now, the other side of this, there's always bad actors, and this tech is so powerful. It can do so many things. What are you worried about? What are you looking at? What are you saying, oh, oh, this falls into the wrong hands. Potentially, this could happen. What are you worried about?
1: Yeah, so I guess the the latest, if you've been following the AI news, like generative AI has been on the news for the past couple of years. So it's been around for a long time, but perhaps in the last six months to a year or so, it's become very powerful to to the point of scaring off even some of the some of the seasoned researchers, such as Jeff Hinton. So generative AI, in, in, in simple terms, is basically learning how to generate different modes of uh, data. So it could be generating images, generating videos, generating audio. And that could, like in the wrong hands, it, it could have a huge negative impact.
0: And we're seeing that, right? I mean, and you know what, to be honest, this technology has been around for a while for a lot of good means. I mean, they've used it to recreate film actors who've passed away. Their voice suddenly exists. And and like I say, there's a lot of interesting and fun and exciting ways that it's being used. But like you say, it can also be used for some really scary ways. But this tech is there. It's out there. That genie's out of the bottle, isn't it?
1: absolutely yeah i mean i I think at this point it would be very difficult to contain it it's still sort of living behind the paywalls of massive companies which you can we can argue whether that's a good thing or not uh, but I think it's just a matter of time until the open source, completely free versions that are available on the Internet yeah. anyone anyone to use.
0: Now, the question is, and like you're saying, uh, and lots of these experts say, hey, maybe we need to slow down. Can that be done? Like you say, the tech is there. It's being used. It's being used, you know, in really awful ways in some instances. How can you possibly regulate in the rearview mirror, I mean, is is it too late? Can we still protect us from this? Yeah, I mean, that is the
1: question. I mean, there is some precedents, right? Like biological weapons, for example, or human cloning. They were regulated and sort of kept under check for decades now and maybe to good effect, right? Uh, but I think it would be more difficult for AI because it's mostly software. There is no real, like you can't control the materials you would need to build these things. It's just something on your computer. So I think it's going to be a lot more challenging to control it, but perhaps there are ways of regulating it.
0: Um, and and the one thing that I was reading that, and I wonder if you can help explain this, and because and, uh, it's frightening to me, um, Jeffrey Hinton. I'm sure you've read the story, the Godfather of mm-hmm. AI, the yep. Google guy who's decided he's out, he's left. He, he's 75. He's been part of it because I'm old and I'm retiring now. But but at the same time, he's saying the one thing he's concerned about is AI. Very very soon, if not already, will be more intelligent than humans. It'll surpass us in terms of that capability. And then right now, we're sort of dictating these are the goals of AI. This is what you should be. working working towards, at some point, that intelligence is going to say, no, there's a different goal, and we don't know what happens then. Once they're sort of, for lack of a better term, making their own decisions about how they want to behave. Explain to me, I mean, can you protect against that, or is that just the natural progression, and we will get there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to see how the current technologies would be able to do that, because Basically, these are massive models sitting in a computer. You give it an input, it gives you an output. I mean, it's a fancy output. It's a, it sounds very, I mean, in, in many cases, it is very intelligent, but they don't really have emotions yeah. or feelings or desires, right? And unless we program that in, I, I find it hard for them to develop this on their own. So maybe in the short term, I guess I'm less uh, scared of these things, wanting to do things that we don't want them to do,
0: but people wanting to use them to do things that are not good for society, that's absolutely okay. scary. That's the concern. Okay, excellent. That that makes perfect sense. Payam, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you've got a conference coming up about this, right? Upper Bound? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So Upper Bound is a multi-day AI event that sort of aiming to bring together world's AI community from ranging from researchers, industry leaders, students, and anyone practically who's curious to learn more about AI. So it's going to be taking place in downtown Edmonton, May 23rd to 26th. Uh, There's both possibilities for virtual and in-person attendance, uh starting at zero dollars. So I, I highly encourage <laughs> you to go to
0: upperbound.ai uh, if you want to learn more or get tickets. Excellent. Okay. Paim, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Thank you. That is Payam Mousavi. Uh, Payam is an applied research scientist at the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute. AI. AI all day long. Um, we're going to keep talking about this. And we're not going to do it every day, but we're going to stay on top of this. There's so many stories that are happening in this world right now. Um, and some of them were really, really concerning. I uh, Look up Jeffrey Hinton if you're looking for a little reading some point throughout the day. Um, he's known as the godfather of AI, sort of the creator, or one of the creators. He's been around for a long time, works with Google. He left. And on his way out, said some really scary things. And the one thing that sort of struck me, and I, I, I got planned to explain it because I don't completely understand it. He said, at this point, we're sort of defining the goals. We're saying to the AI, this is the information we want you to synthesize, process you know, this is the information that we're giving you. Okay, you can do whatever you want with the information, but this is what we want you to do with it. This is your goal. We're still defining the goals. We're not at a point where this AI is establishing their own goals.